Welcome to The Hammer, the podcast that hammers down on the issues that matter. I'm your host, Mary-Kate Feeney, and I'm here to bring you thought-provoking discussions and compelling stories from the heart of our community, Framingham. Each episode, we'll explore the incredible individuals and organizations making a real impact and shedding light on the pressing challenges we face. So grab a seat, tune in, and get ready to be informed and empowered. Let's start the conversation. And here we are for another episode of the Hammer Podcast. I am thrilled to have um, Emily Toombs from the Framingham Public Library. She is the head of Bookmobile Experience. And Lara Willemhant, uh, the head of outreach and community experience at the library. Um, I need to say first, I have had my library card since I was six years old. And I had to replace it because I guess it wasn't cool anymore to have my six-year-old scrawl oh. <laughs> on the back of the card. <laughs> so I just want to say, long-time um, listener and fan of the Framingham Public Library. Oh, well, we, we love to hear that. Yeah, the, the only the only thing that's better than a long-time fan is a long-time library patron. So yeah. you've been both. <laughs> I've been both, yes. So um, just wanted to get that out of the way. So my fandom, uh, I'll fangirl here for a little bit. Um, so let's talk about... The bookmobile first. Yeah, um, yeah. What is like? Why do we have a bookmobile, and what do you do? Uh, so the bookmobile is basically the library platform, and it is brought to you. It's brought out to the community. It's a way for the community to experience the public library when they can't get to it, or maybe it's just a fun way, a new fun experience to way to experience the library. Um. And also, it's a way for me to bring back information about the community to the library, to the city, and say, hey, this is what I'm hearing from the community. So it, it's a it's a two-way street there. You know, of course, uh, Bookmobile, two-way street. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready, folks. There'll be more jokes. Um, <laughs> well, I think, you know, the thing that I love about the Bookmobile is that it just brings on a personal note, like a joy to your face. Like you love the bookmobile. Mm -hmm. and, and what is it, what does it bring to you? It, I love being active and I love being able to interact with people in the community. And I'm so fortunate because everyone that comes on the bookmobile is usually really excited. Uh, it can be a magical experience for people whether you're a little kid and you're just like, whoa. I mean, adults have that same look on their faces. There's also a lot of experience of nostalgia. Oh, my gosh, I haven't been on a bookmobile in 30 years. And when I was a kid and I, I hear all these stories about how, you know, these bookmobiles went around when 30 years ago and they got to pick them out and now they're here as an adult and they get to do it again and it just feels so exciting to them and I, I love being able to be part of that. And, and Laura, how does that fit into your, you know, with the outreach for the library? You know? Sure. Um, well, first of all, just uh, on exactly what you were talking about, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have been trained to drive the bookmobile as well. So I do go out occasionally with Emily and out into the community on some of the stops. And part of the fun of driving the bookmobile 
is all of the kids and adults that you see that wave enthusiastically <laughs> as the bookmobile drives by. There's not a single person who's like, oh, the bookmobile just cut me off. They're like, oh, it's the bookmobile. They're out <laughs> and about. They're going somewhere, you know, and there's this sense of not mystery, but I think there's a sense of like excitement about where you might pop up next. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that ties in really closely with what I do as the outreach person in addition to doing adult programming. Um, of course, Emily is out and about in the community all the time. She really, as she says, gets kind of the the firsthand insight into what the community wants and what the community needs. And so she and I can work closely together to make sure that, you know, the programs at the library or the, uh, I also oversee the graphics department, so perhaps we're not putting out enough flyers in Spanish or whatever the case may be. There is, If there's a need in the community, Emily and I can kind of communicate on that and work together to do better. You show up at a lot of events yes. in the community. Why is that important? Uh, so it's, it's important for visibility. We want people to know that the bookmobile is out there and serving the community. And some of the our stops are more for, you know, a specific part of the community. But we really want people to be excited about the library. We want to reintroduce the library to them. So we show up everywhere. We want you to know that we're here to serve you, that you're paying for us through your tax dollars. And we're here and we're doing the work and we are happy to see you. And they're happy to see you too. <laughs> so what is the schedule? Like, do you have a regular schedule or is mm-hmm. it just, um, I don't want to say that it's random because it's not random, <laughs> but like the, it's not just around events. You do have a regular schedule. So where do you go? Right. Uh, so I go to after school programs, preschools, day, daycares, uh, senior living centers, assisted living centers, and then, of course, uh, community events. And it's more of a schedule that I follow throughout the school year, and then the summer schedule is different um, because a lot of those after-school programs aren't happening and other summer programs are happening. Uh, So, yeah, yeah, and we also, just a side note, the bookmobile does have a heater and it does have air conditioning. So sometimes I'm also serving as a cooling station or a place to get warm. So at the farmer's market, it might be a really hot day and you need to cool off. Come get on the bookmobile and you can stand right underneath that AC unit and just have it blow right on you. So it's a, it's a place for a little bit of relief as well. And mobile Wi-Fi. And mobile Wi-Fi, yes. <laughs> Can you um, talk a little bit about, you know, access to the library and, you know, for kids who may not be able to get to the library and what also the bookmobile may represent for Mm -hmm. different neighborhoods um, who may not have that chance to get to whether it's the main library or it's to McAuliffe? Yeah. uh, So the bookmobile does help a lot with the equanimity of library services. And we are happy to bring the bookmobile to anywhere in the community that we aren't able to reach or that isn't able to reach us. We want to be able to bring anything we have to offer to anyone. Um, And so people call me, individuals call me, just say, hey, can you bring these book straight to my front door and I will figure out how to do it. Um, so it's, it's all about creating that, that equity 
Uh, and I just, I just love how when, when somebody hasn't ex- even experienced a library before, this is their first library experience and they come on and they say, oh, how much are the books? And I say, oh, they're free. You just have to bring them back. We're, we're all sharing them. You know, it's a, it's a thing that the community all gets to share together. And I think there's something really beautiful and magical about that. And when you see that on somebody's face, everything in here is free. And you're like, yeah, yeah, it's all free and we all share it. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. The library played an important role during COVID. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about the Wi-Fi on, <clears throat> on the bus. Reminded me of stories of hearing about kids who didn't have Wi-Fi at home. They were sitting in the parking lot of the library to access the Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. The role of the library is such much more be- beyond just books, but can be a lifeline to the outside world. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about COVID and that mission and how the library is just more than what we think is the traditional um, you know, library that we all know and love and that it has really changed to be a meeting place or a place of community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, that pretty much sums it up. Um, a lot of folks still sort of think of us as a little more stodgy, you know, quiet, we're going to shush you, you're only coming in for books and, you know, there's supposed to be a sense of, of dusty reverence whenever you come in silent reverence and that's just not the reality of the modern library anymore you know libraries are community spaces and one of the things that I think we wish most of all was that folks realized how much more we do of course we're books there's a huge part of it but you know it's even in our logo Um, look here first there's tons of stuff to do beyond just books Um, so and COVID I think really helped uh really helped raise that, you know, dark clouds and silver linings, helped raise that awareness in the community of what else that we may have to offer. Um, And, you know, actually the truth is nowadays libraries are often at the forefront of new technologies and new innovations. Um, I'm thinking especially of uh, e-readers. You know, way back when I was in some of the early days of of providing training for e-readers and, and, and digital download services, actually one of our services, Hoopla, the library I was working at at the time, we were one of the first 50 libraries in the nation to try it out and see if it was going to be a thing. And we, one of the services that we offered that most libraries offer is a chance to sit down and try out the technologies yourself before you invest in them or take advantage of them on your own terms or whether or not you want to continue to take advantage of the resources through the library. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I hope people know that about us as well and then sort of maybe reframe how they think about how they think about the library and the the, the kind of impact that they and the interaction that they can have with us. Um, and COVID was a way that we could really take advantage of a lot of those resources that we had built up. So um, thanks in no part to small part to the uh, partnership that we have with, with access Framingham and, and the help that you've provided us. We have that really incredible streaming software that we are able to continue to provide live concerts um, to people's homes. You know, they could kick back on their couch with their slippers and a glass of wine and watch a classical concert at three o'clock on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon Um, and, you know, having been able and continuing to be able to, to meet that commitment of reaching folks where they are, 
uh, and bettering our services, which are already phenomenal, um, you know, really highlights how the library can continue to have that kind of impact. Um, the three tenets of librarianship are educational, informational, and recreational. And that's sort of what we try to build our services around. So um, when it comes to concerts, that would fall more under recreational. But of course, we also have our informational, our educational with our lifelong learning lecture series or, um, you know, something about birding or we have cooking events sometimes at the library. We did a paint night just the other night. So some of these do have to be in person and some of them you can watch from home, just kind of depending on whatever works with you, you the patron. So all of this is all, um, I don't think, intuitive for folks in the way that I wish that it were. So I'm glad to be able to share that with you all. And, and I think COVID really kind of helped pull out some of those parts that people might not have realized that we we had access to that we were able to provide to them. Yeah. One of the, um, you know, people discovered nature during mm -hmm. COVID, right? Well, yes. I don't know how many people realize that the library has a seed library mm -hmm. to plant your veggies or whatever um, flowers. Like that's another example of not just books, but how we can fulfill a hobby. Right. And, you know, that's not even getting into our library of things. We're mm -hmm. really lucky to have a new librarian of things just starting. And, you know, yeah, if you want to bring home a Nintendo Switch, we have that that you can take home for free with your library card. So you don't have to spend, you know, 350 or whatever dollars it costs nowadays to, to get a Nintendo Switch. It's that equity of access that Emily was talking about. Um, or maybe you're not sure if you want a Nintendo Switch you want to try it out at the library. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have things from, for the library of things, we have things from a sun lamp alarm clock to a paddle board to an electric guitar with an amp to tools. I mean, we have a large array of things. So yeah, like Laura was saying, if you want to try something out for free before you invest in it, definitely check the library of things first and see if you really love it. That's a great idea. So mm -hmm. could someone, not that I want you to be running all over the town now, but if someone wanted to get something out of the library of things, could it then go on the bookmobile and come to their house or? Uh, potentially. So to check something out using the library of things, you do need to sign a release form. Uh, but some things, yes. I mean, obviously I can't bring a paddleboard to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I could, but I, I can't bring that. But there are certain things that, that you can uh, get from the bookmobile. So that it's it's just kind of a conversation. But usually we always try to make things work. We always want everybody to leave happy. Um, and also just to go off of what Laura was saying, libraries not being what people think they are. The bookmobile is... Don't expect it to be quiet. It is a loud, fun place. I often have music playing. Uh, I love going to schools and hearing kids chanting, bookmobile, bookmobile, as I drive up. They're so cute. Uh, or just, you know, singing along and dancing to the music that's playing from the bookmobile. We also have these cool blue lights that shine and we're bright and it's, it's a really bright and happy place. And just really quickly, um, that isn't to say that we don't have quiet study spaces. Mm. We certainly do. 
mm-hmm. that there is still that aspect. But, you know, the library is is well-rounded in what we have to offer in terms of community spaces. And, and we hope to meet everybody's needs. And if we're not able to, we want to hear from you so that we can. Well, I'll give you my list. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I like to use the library as an office. Mm-hmm. You know, I work from home. Um, and sometimes you just want to go somewhere else. And I love going to the library just for that quiet. Um, where do you think the library is headed? Uh, and that, that could be a general, where do where are libraries going? Or what do, what is in the mission of the Framingham Public Library? What do you think is next? Or what are you working towards? Uh, I, I will say that if you go to the main branch on Lexington, uh, you will see that it's under construction, it's been under construction, that the inside is getting new furniture. So the future is happening now. Uh, Mm -hmm. We are updating things, we're making things beautiful, and we're also getting ready to serve people with their technology needs. And we are creating spaces, spaces like you said, that, you know, instead of working from home, hey, you can come to the library. Uh, If you need help learning this new technology that you just got, you can sign up for a training and with um, it's called device advice and you can sign up for a training with somebody and they'll sit down with you for 30 minutes and teach you. So the future is kind of happening now in the library and it's exciting to watch. Yeah, we just recently built our uh, technology learning center. So I think that's going to be the next big thing that we're very excited about, both, you know, from a space point of view and also from a program point of view, where ideally we would love to be able to offer more classes like what Emily is describing. You know, those are one on one, but we would love to be able to offer more group sessions, too. So you know, maybe we offer some basic computer classes or maybe we offer something about Adobe InDesign or whatever, something that would be a little bit more um, unfamiliar to folks who aren't in that particular field, but they want to learn more or something like that. Something that's a little more challenging. So, you know, that that's kind of where we're looking is where can we continue to provide those those new resources and those those new a- access to, to technologies and to information. Uh, the future is also more community partnerships. We want we want to partner with people and do things that are new and creative. Maybe something that's never been done before. Just recently, uh, and actually throughout the summer, the Bookmobile is partnering with Parks and Rec. And it's also partnering with our own teen department. And we are offering uh, free boba tea, bubble tea. (laughs) And you can pick your own flavors, your Mm -hmm. popping bubbles, your tapioca bubbles. And you can put together your own tea at, um, it's called Community Corner is the name of the events. It's happening at four different community parks throughout Mm -hmm. Framingham. And you can get the calendar online on the library website and you can just check the bookmobile calendar or we also have event flyers that you can look at under the teen department. So it's just, it's just you know, bubble tea at the park. Random, but people love it. And yeah, that's great. Yeah, and it's also offering hydration uh, when it's really hot out, which people also appreciate. Uh, I can imagine. Well, especially, you know, as we're recording this, it seems like a heat wave's going to be kicking in, so... <laughs> Hopefully a less damp one. (laughs) Yes. And I think the future is also more multilingual. That's something that's definitely 
you know, as much as possible where we're looking towards is we already have our Spanish language book group that we meet once a month and trying to provide flyers and information in all three of the primary languages of Framingham and continuing to offer more events and programs um, in languages other than English. So um, that's definitely something that's on our minds and that we're actively working towards. The library is very focused on being welcoming. You know, um, you know, you talk about the different language programs uh, in a more structural way, ADA compliance with the new ramp and, and ways to get into the library. What else, why is that important for a library to be welcoming? Oh my gosh, such a big question. It, it is. <laughs> yeah, so if you could sum that up in 30 seconds, that would be great. I think dissertations have been written on yeah. that. Um, I mean, I, the library is a space for everyone. And, you know, the we pride ourselves on, on actively working towards um, making it a space for everyone and, and making sure that, um, you know, we're always learning and we're always finding new ways, like the ramp. We're always finding new ways of making it even more available to the entire community. Um, part of that also kind of goes back to the multilingual thing. Uh, you know, one of the things that we found is that some folks from other countries and other cultures, the concept of a free public library is unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very unique, um, it's not even, it's not Western, but, you know, it's a very unique, because I've lived in England too. I've worked, mm-hmm. I've worked in libraries there as well. And the concept exists, but not in the way that you see it here in the United States. It's really... It's really something unique and special, I think, to this particular country that the way that libraries have been embraced by the communities. Um, and so we're sort of honored to take on the the mantle of continuing to create something that is deserving of the, the welcome that we've received and also make sure that the, the people who haven't previously had access to this wonder that we've created um, do, do in the future – and and that we hear from the community what those are so that we can um, be led on our feet and meet them where they're at instead of making folks work harder to come to us, which is where the bookmobile comes in. For someone who hasn't been to the library for, the, for a while or they just use the library just to take out books, the traditional sense. Which is fine, which by is the great. way. Mm-hmm. Um, what is one thing that's for each of you? Um, that someone should try that's that they may not have thought of or like what's unique and different at the library. If you want to do something different, what's that one thing? Well, I mean, obviously I'm biased, but I think the programs, (laughs) (laughs) especially for adults, you know, I I think that that's something that um, is very easy and understandable to lose sight of as, as adults is because we have other things to be thinking about. You know, we have to go to work and then spend time with our families and do practical things like make dinner. And it can be hard sometimes to fit in a trip to the library in amongst your, your everyday life. But I, I think that um, I hope that people will learn from us and anybody listening learns from this conversation about what else there is to offer and maybe gets excited about it and tries it out. Um, so I mentioned the paint nights or, I mean, lots of people spend a lot of money to go do some of those wine and art nights. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, all we have is water, but we, <laughs> we still have the art. <laughs> and, you know, we made apple crisps 
um, recently at the library. And so there are all these these things. And, of course, uh, everything at the library is always free. Fines and fees we've just eliminated, checking out books, checking out all the technologies, sitting down with somebody to learn how to use the technologies, using the computers, going to all of these events and programs. We provide everything for you. So I wish that people would give our some of our programs a try either from home because I mentioned that we do try to stream everything that is possible and that we have permission to stream or to come into the library because I think folks would be surprised at the variety of topics that we're we're hosting and and hopefully you know um maybe they'll come back to get some books once they have uh come and, and learned about what different bird calls there are. <laughs> well, I was thinking when you're talking about, you know, making dinner, I mean, if you're doing cooking classes, you know, and you're, you're if you're making the same thing over and over, which we all get into that, right? Oh, yeah. right? Well, the library can open, open us up to new types of cuisines, new mm-hmm. things to make. So mm-hmm. maybe that's a, for a very easy way to entry. Instead of getting a fiction book, maybe you get a cookbook or you take a class or you watch it online. And that's not, and all of this is not even getting into our digital resources. So our ebooks and our audiobooks and our downloadable movies and our downloadable magazines and graphic novels and all of that is all available with a swipe of a finger um, mm-hmm. from your device or your desktop. Um, so, you know, if you are interested in cooking, you don't want to come to the library, maybe you stream uh, a library program. We don't have any cooking programs coming up, but if you you come to us and you say, hey, we want a cooking program. We say, that's great to know. Let's put something on. And in the meantime, you grab one of our digital cookbooks or our physical print cookbooks. Um, and maybe you grab a, a baking pan to try out your new recipe from the Library of Things while you're there. You know, that's the kind of breadth of experience that the library has to offer. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What would you say was, Emily, what's one thing? That I want people to try out from the library. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I want to say come to the bookmobile. You know, person <laughs> listening, I want to meet you. I want to talk to you. Uh, I want to show you where your favorite books are. And also, a fun fact about the bookmobile, you're not able to put the books on hold from the bookmobile. So if you're looking for that brand new book that just came out, there's a pretty good chance that you're going to skip the line and you're going to find it on the bookmobile. So that's a pretty good tip to know. Uh, but another thing that I would really recommend is that people come in and we have binders for the library of things and you can flip through that and find the most random cool things that you didn't even think you wanted to know about. I recently brought home a big telescope and I got to look at the stars and look at the moon and the telescope hooked up to my device and I was able to learn what I was looking at. It was, it was Really cool experience. Uh, So that's something that I didn't even know we had. I just randomly stumbled upon it. So just come in and explore, look around, poke around, and see what you find. And I also want to give a shout out to some of our reference databases, most of which are available from home as well, um, because I feel like those are very underused and there's some really amazing resources available to folks. One of my favorites is called Novelist. And we've all been to that place where you have a an author that you're really a fan of, but you've read all of their works or a series that you're really into and now it's over, but you still want to recapture that feeling that you had while reading it. 
And if you go on to novelist, you can type in whatever it was that was interesting to you, whether or not it was the character. So let's say it's James Bond or the author, Stephen King or something like that. And you can be provided with a list of books of recommendations for you based on the things that you liked about the book you just read. Um, And then you can click on another button and find it in our library catalog. So, you know, if you're looking for, of course, libraries are always offered a, a happy to offer suggestions, but, you know, it's also a way to kind of customize your reading experience and to get suggestions for specifically the things that you liked. So maybe what you liked about Stephen King wasn't necessarily the horror, but more of the East Coast small town feel. Are there other books that are kind of have that same vibe, even if they're not that horror feel? So um, that's really fantastic. So, um, and then of course our museum passes. So we have all kinds of ways that you can go out into the community using your library and and be able to engage in things for a discounted or a coupon price. Um, The zoo, the aquarium, uh, garden in the woods, all kinds of really fantastic community places that we've partnered with so that you can go there um, for discounted prices and, and have access, again, going back again to equity of access, uh, that you might not otherwise have been able to do. It's truly amazing. I mean, the world is at your fingertips at the library. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have so much. Um, and and again, you know, Laura was talking about multilingual on even just the bookmobile, which only has uh, about 60 shelves. We have books in English, Spanish, Portuguese, Chinese, and if you uh, want books in Russian, we can bring that to you. Uh, so w- we can bring books all different languages, um, but yeah, our, our collection just holds so many options, and if you want even more variety, you know, and you can find your way to the branch, please do. That's great. Well, how can, um, so what's coming up with For the Library this fall? Oh, so coming up this fall, uh, we have the start again of our lifelong learning lecture series. So uh, folks who, if you are not familiar with it, um, it's a program in partnership with Framingham State University. It happens September through May. It's an evening lecture series, and we're thrilled to feature some of the most interesting lecturers over at FSU and from other places as well. Um to talk about topics of their choice, which really provides with a series about um, experts who who are extremely excited to share their topics that really interest them the most. Um, so um, we're excited to feature Liz Fideller. Um, we will actually be featuring the Framingham History Center, um, a whole bunch of really cool and interesting topics on um in person and then also streaming online too. So those are available in either case. Um, We're excited to have the Brazilian Independence Day celebration, the Brazilian women's group. We always partner with them every year and we have a a musical guest and we're often joined by the um, Brazilian ambassador to Boston. So that's going to be very exciting. And then we have um, other events, we have Gather Here, which is a documentary and or piano performance from somebody who really kind of um, explored the community during COVID and, and did a lot of performances. Uh, we're having a partnership, Books in Bloom, with the Framingham Gardeners Club. So um, those are just a, a quick snapshot of some of the things that we have coming up. But if you don't 
have our newsletter. If you're not already subscribed to our newsletter, we encourage you to do so. You can do so on our website or you can come to one of our programs and fill out our evaluation sheet and we're happy to subscribe you. Um, and of course, you can always check our website or um, you can check, often it's on the city website, on social media. So we, we try to raise awareness as, in as many places as possible um, of what we've got coming up. And of course, our Sunday concert series, our Bob Dodd Sunday concert series will be picking up again. It's mostly classical, but we do have a few other genres coming up as well. So we would love to see you also at Bookmobile programs out in the community. The Bookmobile will be at the Back to Back to School Extravaganza on August 20th. Uh, so that is going to be at Mary Denison Park um, on August 20th. So we would love to see you there. Come check out the Bookmobile. And also, we partner with the city a lot for fun and exciting programs and events like Spooktacular in October. And we decorate the Bookmobile and also we'll have a table in City Hall and the library will, I'm sure, have something creative and unique because they always do. Uh, so yeah, just come check us out and we'd love to see you at community events. Thank you both um, for allowing me to geek out about all things about the library. Um, we'll definitely have to have you back to talk about what else is going on. Um, and as I do with every interview, I end with four rapid fire questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous. You shouldn't be. You'll be fine. Okay. Um, but uh, should I start with uh, Laura first? Okay. All right. So happy to take it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Framingham is. Um, Framingham is multicultural and it, it offers so many different life experiences for people. Um, and and I really hope that the library contributes to the, the the wonderful way that Framingham celebrates that. Framingham is home, and I just, I, I can't express how much I love the community. I can't, I can't even begin to say how excited I am to go out. And uh, like Laura said, it, it is diverse. Um, and But beyond that, I just, I love all of the individual people. I, I like meeting everybody I people are friendly and they want to do nice things for each other and they want to have these wonderful experiences and they it's just Framingham is just a beautiful place to be and and I I just I love the people that's great thank you for sharing that Framingham needs Framingham needs a break from construction. <laughs> I was going to say lower housing costs. <laughs> uh, That's not library related. <laughs> no, it's fine. That's still all things are true. Oh yeah, I, I mean when I when there's all the construction in the spring, which of course we're recovering from the winter, and also there's progress happening, which is wonderful. But almost every day I drive out in the bookmobile and it feels like my driving is being tested every day with all the cones. <laughs> Actually, I want to say Framingham needs you to be a library card holder so you can take advantage of all of the resources the library has. Nice. Oh, oh Laura, that is so good and so smooth. <laughs> Love that. Okay. What is your favorite place in Framingham? You know, when I first was applying for the library job here in Framingham, 
I came into the city just to kind of see what it was like. And I came, I drove by the library, kind of poked my head in, walked around a little bit, and then I needed to get some lunch. And so my family and I grabbed a sandwich, I can't even remember from where, and we sort of stumbled upon Farm Pond. Mm -hmm. And we were sitting there eating our lunch and a couple of swans drifted by Farm Pond. And I just thought, really, Framingham? Like, (laughs) swans? (laughs) I was already charmed. (laughs) And then you brought out the swans. And so I I guess Farm Pond really has a special place in my heart because of of that moment. I I would also have to say I, I love green spaces, partly why I ended up being a bookmobile librarian to be out in the community and a little bit out in nature too. I love parks and playgrounds. You will often see me leaving the bookmobile to go play a little bit. Not, I mean, I could still see the bookmobile, but um, Arlington Street Park has an awesome playground. Uh, Roosevelt Park. Um, I love going to Reardon Park, just all, all the parks. And of course, Farm Pond, Cushing. So definitely go and check out the parks. I know I sound like I'm from Parks and Rec and not from the library, but. (laughs) And not coincidentally, those are all parks that the Bokemobile has stops at, right? That's true. Yes. 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 So (laughs) thank you, Parks and Rec, for introducing me to all of these parks throughout the summers. We are very lucky to have some fabulous parks. So, okay, here's the final question. All right. Here we go. Framingham is known for its love of pizza. Uh Uh-oh. And is home to many different styles and loyal followings. What is your favorite pizza in Framingham? Well, I would say since I'm uh, vegan, mm-hmm. I do really like the green leaf uh, pizza. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love the thin crust and the sauce is delicious. So if you're looking for a good vegan pie, uh, I would go to green leaf. Nice. All right. Oh, gosh. I have to confess, I haven't really taken advantage of the pizza restaurants as much as I should have done Mm. because of the pandemic. I really I moved here in mid 2020. Oh, gosh. So I I haven't really had the chance to dive headfirst into the restaurant scene the way that I should have done. Um, I do have an opinion about sugar in sauce. Some of the sauces have sugar in them. And I have questions because sauce is meant to be savory. So I don't, I can't even, uh-oh, Emily's giving me well, some. Uh, Laura, you, you, it's, look, there, it's a balance. It's a, it's a balance. Okay, you want to have sweet. You want to have savory. Why do you have you're, cheese and sugar together is my question. I mean, the, the oh, sugar is, break it down the that sugar way. isn't overwhelming. You know, you know what? Let's, we need to check out some cookbooks and see what some chefs have to say about this. How about that? I will say I did have a very, very delicious, and I'm, I'm about to totally go back on what I said. I'm so sorry, but it's a different context. I had a really delicious. Um, pizza at Jack's Abbey. It had um, uh, prosciutto and balsamic vinaigrette glaze, mm-hmm. which I know is sugar, but it's different because it's paired with ham, which really, you know, <laughs> it's not the same as having sugar with your tomatoes. Um, but uh, I guess I'll be looking for all of your recommendations on where I should try so I can form a more informed opinion. Jack's Abbey is a very solid pie. <laughs> so that's an excellent choice. Well, thank you so much. You have survived the rapid fire questions. Uh, I really appreciate you being on the podcast today. And um, please, folks, check out the library. We have two branches and a bookmobile. Um, there's plenty to explore. Thank you so much again. Thanks, Thanks so much thank for you. having us.
And that concludes another episode of The Hammer. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to The Hammer Podcast so you never miss out on future discussions. You'll find The Hammer on the Substack app, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. The Hammer Podcast is recorded at the Access Framingham Studios. Big shout out to Jason and his team for all their help every week. Thank you for listening. And remember, believe in Framingham. Framingham.